that shit, that bitch up here, that shit tickled me. I never see somebody out something so bad. That was hilarious. That he shut up real quick. That shit tickled me. And you know, she wasn't supposed to say that out loud. They weren't supposed to know you were ahead of time. Just because I ain't gonna with you. <laughs> he went home, he was nervous, he was confused. He was like, wait a minute, the the, the, the streets are talking. <laughs> this is what they said you're supposed to have a wet ass pussy. Are you telling me that I have never given you a wet ass pussy? Oh my goodness. Sorry, yeah, dude. Me. Oh my God, that was so fucking funny. All right. Well, welcome everyone to another wonderful episode of Four Layer Takes. This is the last episode of the Watchmen mini series that we have loved and enjoyed so much. It's called See How They Fly. I'm your girl Kim. It's me, Mimi. Your girl Mel. It's your boy Marcus, aka uh, aka the WAP lover. <laughs> oh my god oh <laughs> my god well, i love some walk i love some walk wow wow i do too marcus but not in the way you talking <laughs> shout well, out i ain't shaming nobody i'm just saying shout out Meg. shout out cardi I'm just saying, I feel like generally we all like WAP in whatever way that comes to us. General WAP is preferred over DOP. Everybody prefers WAP. I'm sure babies exiting, men entering, everybody prefers WAP. Wait, what did you say instead of what? What was the other one? DOP. Hey, that that's um that's Bishop Shapiro's wife. Um, <laughs> Yikes! You're right. Oh my God. Well, yes, we all we all like WAP. We are all excited to welcome to the Democratic president ticket, um, Kamala Harris as our new VP elect. Hopefully, hey. Yay. Hey. As I said earlier today. It didn't matter. That motherfucker could have picked uh, spinach. And I would have been like, yay, spinach, roughage, nutrients. Yay. <laughs> so. I, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be, it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be a strong team. I think it's going to be a very good look. And I've been watching a lot of Veep lately. I'm watching all of the Veep seasons. So I really am excited. <laughs> One thing I am excited about is if if we have debates in the typical manner that we are accustomed to, she is going to eat Mike Pence's lunch. Like she she going he ain't ready for that smoke. Dog like, walk dog. his ass. Dog walk his ass. Yes, that's gonna be <laughs> hilarious to watch. I kind I I um I'm on the fence about if I want debates to happen. I feel like if debates do happen, that it needs to happen only if they force. Trump to release his tax his tax returns. Other than that, I don't feel like there's a point to really to the I, debate. I don't see the points to debates. Like it's all a dog and pony show. They serve no purpose. Um, mm-hmm. Like like people out here dying. People out here yeah. unemployed. Like Trump yeah. needs to be more worried about that than debating Joe Biden. You, you oh. he as he as the president, this change that he's going to talk about in the debate, he has the power to do that change. Don't debate yeah. it. Do it. Right. I think the debates work if you have two people who can have an intelligent, not even intelligent, a semi-intelligent conversation. 
<laughs> like at this point, we already know who we're voting for. Like who is independent? Who out here is on the fence? And like, there's a lot of there. There are people. There's a lot of people that are on the fence. There are a lot of white Republican women who are saying that they're still on the fence. No. Um, for they what reason? They're they on the fence. No, no, no. They well, may be they, 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 They're not on the fence. They bought, they've chosen a side already. They're not mm -hmm. on the fence. They've chosen a side. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know what side they chose. They said they on the fence on CNN and MSNBC. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they, that that's what they talked about. And that's what they had said on the news networks that I had been watching. Okay. <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen. I'm getting used to ratchet. That's what they had said on TV. They lies. These are lies. They all lie. And they had all said that a WAP means that you have a medical <laughs> condition. You got a WAP. These are the same people who are independent voters. <laughs> they, don't, they don't know what WAP. They don't, they don't have no WAP. That's sad. They're sad. They're nervous. Well, I don't know. It would be kind of, I just feel like, yeah, I'm on the fence. I don't care if they have them or not. If they do, I think that it should be with stipulations for him to do what he needs to do. And I, But I do think it would be really kind of funny for Donald Trump and, and uh, Joe Biden to come to a debate. I think that shit would make, <laughs> that shit would make every single SNL skit, like they could just be an entire SNL skit. Oh yes. From yeah. beginning to fucking end. We will all just be, could you imagine Alec Baldwin, like whoever they're gonna get to play by okay. Alec I Baldwin got, being Trump. I think Woody Harrelson was playing him. Woody Harrelson oh, play played Joe Biden. Man. Okay, I like it, I like it. That would be pretty funny though. Hilarious. So. Anyway, so we will see. We will see. And uh, we're we are coming up on a little bit over 150 days that the police who killed Breonna Taylor have not been arrested. Um, Oprah has gone in and actually she's going to be uh, the first person other than Oprah Winfrey on her OMO magazine um, for the next edition. And she has bought billboards all over. So um, she's putting her 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 now she put her weight behind this case. Right. Um, so, yeah. Do the right thing, people. Just R.I.P. to Breonna Taylor. Yeah, R.I.P. to Breonna Taylor. Okay, we have officially come to the end of uh, Watchmen season one, and I feel like I'm super happy we did this rewatch because now I'm like, there better be a season two. I believe in it. I I believe in my heart of hearts. Not gonna happen. <laughs> I believe it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's a mini series. What the mini series have additions? Um, sometimes there is it a limited series, but you can have some limited series on HBO that start off with one, with one season that then go to multiple seasons. And that's what they're talking about doing to Perry Mason. So I just finished Perry Mason on Sunday as well. And people need to watch that too. It's really good. Um, so uh, like the old television show. Yes. It's a TV show on HBO. Yeah. It was good. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. All right, so we are coming up on our final episode, See How They Fly. Um, this was a really great episode. I felt, uh, again, we, I think we all had our still, I all kind of have our favorite episode that happened, um, I think it was episode seven, but this was really good. A lot of action, a lot of explanation. Um, and then you just kind of saw like, so I feel like we saw the superheroes being the superhero, being superhero-ish. Is that a, I don't think that's a word, but I just made it up. I mean, so. you put ish on the end, so therefore it is. Okay. Yeah, okay, there he is. Superhero-ish. Right. So uh, um, we actually start off uh, in 1985, and we see Vite making the video that, um, that he is leaving. He's making the video seven years after Robert Redford has become president. 
and he's kind of telling him and trying to explain to him that he helped him be, he made the way for him to become president by dropping the giant squid. So he's basically incriminating himself. And as we know, uh, that was the same video that they, the seventh Calvary and Senator King showed looking glass, um, in a couple of episodes ago. So, uh, he's, we're seeing him actually make this during 1985 in his, I call it the frozen layer. I don't know what his secret headquarters is called. If, is there a name? I'm just saying frozen layer. I don't know. Um, so he's doing that. And so he's, they're kind of making the video. And then we see this, uh, there's a, a cleaning lady and she's just kind of doing her thing. She has a little cleaning, her little, little uh, thing to clean. And she goes into his private office and she like goes and starts typing on his computer. And I'm like, I don't think cleaning ladies should know people's passwords on their computer and be able to type on it. This is very strange. So then we see her type some things in and there's a picture on his wall of Alexander the Great that kind of starts going up. And we see these tiny little vials. Um, and I was like, okay, where's this going? So she takes one of the vials and she empties it and then she replaces it with lotion. And she takes this like big needle thing and she pulls it in. And we find out that that's actually some uh, sperm that she is taking to inseminate herself with. And then as she is doing it, she then looks at the picture and says, fuck you, Ozymandias. And I was like, this is a very complex scene. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And the music in the background was was the icing on the cake. (laughs) Yeah, the music that was playing, the old computer. And I was just like, this doesn't seem healthy, but What did y'all think about this over this scene? She had that wop. I don't know. No, I don't know. She inseminated herself. We don't. She didn't need it. She didn't need the wop. She was like, I got this, this, the sperm gun. You need the wop at that point. You know, that's, that's the, that's the real win right there. (laughs) What's her name? She for the win. She the real winner out here. Um, and, uh, Marcus, why, why is Vite so obsessed with Alexander the Great? Like, is that just his idol that he loves or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's essentially what it is. Okay. So we see her, you know, replace the vial and she puts it back up and she shuts it on down and goes ahead and does whatever she needs to do. Then we jump forward to, uh, 2008. Uh, we have, um, so we see, we're back at, his fro I'm gonna call it his frozen layer. So at fights frozen layer. And then we see Lady True come up and she's like banging on the door and she has all these layers of coats and everything on and she comes in or she wants to come in and he's just being really rude to her. Like basically bitch, how did you find me? Like you can't use my bathroom. You need to go home. I don't talk what she he said, uh I don't talk to fans. And I was like, Yeah, you literally like you are so self absorbed and so narcissistic. Like you should talk to every fan you have. Like you're an asshole. Like give me right. a break. I was like, I was thinking, like, you so fucking smart, but you don't know what the fuck going on. Well, I got a statement you. on that by the end of this episode. <laughs> like, okay, okay, um, okay, I'm bite, not know what's yeah, going on. Yeah, I'm like, okay. you the smartest man, but uh, okay, <laughs> uh, okay, right. <laughs> um, so then she, um, he does invite her in. She's like, I'm the smartest woman in the world and blah, blah, blah. You know, you've done all these great things. You tried to, she's basically just stroking his ego so that she can get into the frozen layer. Um, and then she uh, tells him, you know, I, my goal is to disappear all of the nuclear weapons on the planet. Like 
we don't, we shouldn't have them, you know, and honestly, Dr. Manhattan should have done what he needed to do to make sure we didn't have him anymore, but he didn't. He's like asshole, like everybody just hates him so much. I kind of feel bad for Dr. Manhattan a little bit. Um, and then she lets out that she knows that Dr. Manhattan is not on Mars. And remember that they have a video going that's uh, basically a loop video showing him making things on Mars, like breaking them down. And she says, no, I know that he's not on Mars because I ran this, you know, basically an algorithm. I find, found his signature, uh, but I know that he's on uh, Europa, which is, we found out a couple episodes ago, is one of the moons of Jupiter. Um, and though she says what she, what she did was she launched a, a probe and that in five years, 72 days, nine hours, and 72 minutes, that probe is going to go over Europa and take a picture of Dr. Manhattan. And that's how she's going to prove that he's there. And he was like, oh, okay, dumb, dumb. Like, why do you even, like, why, why do you care? You know, blah, blah, blah. And this, this lady was like, oh, cause you know, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to take all his powers. Uh, and I'm like, how can so many people have the same idea? Like if I were evil, per if evil doer, I would be like, I'm going to take Dr. Manhattan's powers that I'm going to kill him like I'll be like I'll find another way to do things like is this that doesn't make any sense they're still doing the same thing it's kind of bizarre to me is this because like since he has, <laughs> since he has all power um mm -hmm. no matter what you did he's still this loose this this loose thread out here that could detour whatever you had in mind so you have to stop him first so let's kill him Take his powers. And I can do whatever I want to do, whether it's kill him outright or kill him and take his powers. So, <clears throat> yeah, people just seem to really just. I'm, if I were Doctor Man, I'd, I'd just I would have really went to Mars. Shit, I feel like fuck these dudes. <clears throat> I'm going to Mars Mars for real. So then, Lady True lets him know, you know, that once she has the power, she's going to destroy all the nukes. She's going to fix the world's problems. She's going to fix pollution. Everything like she is. Once she becomes a god, then she's going to take care of everyone. So it's for the best that now she is that person. Um, she says she's going to design this machine, but to take his powers. But she needs Byte to actually fund the machine. So she needs like she she put a number out there. I didn't even type that shit down. I was like, you nuts if you think anybody about to give you all this money. Um, and then. <laughs> I was like, I'm not even gonna type that number out. Uh, then she tells him, you know, you should give me this money because, you know, actually I'm your daughter. So you need to give me this money. I'm your child. Uh, so go ahead and write that check, Papa Bear, and call it a day. And your boy was like, uh, stop, put the brakes on. I've never, you know, he basically he's ejaculated over years and then put it behind that picture where we saw, uh, who now we know was Lady True's mom uh take the sperm out and inseminate herself with <clears throat> so she says hi you know i am <clears throat> excuse me true i'm actually sample two three four six <laughs> and my mom was the vietnamese refugee that was your cleaner lady in 1985 and then he was like i don't care who your mom was she's a thief and i'm like yeah, <laughs> i mean i mean i mean <laughs> i mean she did steal it now she did still, but I've been like, again, I'm like, I'm a narcissist. I'm so happy your mom wanted to have my baby. Like, I've been like, yay, people love me and they want my sperm. Like, I don't know. I think that's why she said fuck you to him. Because yeah. he's not someone that would want her to have his yeah, sperm. Yeah, I, I was thinking of like with Drake. Like, Drake has a baby. Drake does it like his baby's mother because of who she is and what she does. But you I, raw dog that bitch. That's on you. Sorry. Whatever. <laughs> That's like, yes, these are absolutely gorgeous. These are absolutely no, no, gorgeous. And, 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 and it's kind of the same. Like, like it's kind of that same energy. And he didn't fuck her. 
she stole the semen. He just set up the basic ass excuse all these NBA players been using from the 1970s on out. She stole the robot out the trash can. He like she she stole the um. But she literally <laughs> did steal it though. She <laughs> literally <laughs> she broke in. She broke into it and stole it. <laughs> I mean, like I said, we gotta keep that same energy. Keep that same energy. <laughs> um, I'm definitely not gonna equate that to Drake's situation. Um, because he donated his sperm to this lady. She didn't steal it. She she gave it to her uh, knowingly. Right. Um, So so then he says, you know, he's basically looking down on her and he was like, listen, when my parents died, I had, you know, this unimaginable wealth, but I gave all my money away. So I started from nothing. He was like, so that's what you're going to have to do. So he was like, you ain't getting none of my dollars, bitch. That's basically what he told us. So that was the end of that scene. I was like, she looks super determined. She hasn't got her little cute haircut yet, but she still look evil as fuck. So I'm gonna let you know now. She about to come through. Yo, but I was gonna say that that, that would have been an interesting story in and of itself. Like this girl that is the offspring of the the smartest man alive who saved the world or whatever, like desperate to get his attention and acknowledgement. And in turn, she like, I gotta one up you because what you did was shit. I'm gonna one up you. And you, and then you gonna definitely want to claim me then, like this whole trying to be acknowledged, I, you know. But we can get into it. Turned her evil. I thought that would have been. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why people need therapy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just all she just needed a couple <laughs> sessions on the couch to get her unresolved daddy issues taken care of. But I feel like at some point, I don't feel like anybody could have t- could have made her. I don't feel like any therapist could have helped this woman. Like just like that's her dad. Like I'm like he's a <laughs> psycho narcissist. Right. She's a, clearly a psycho narcissist. I don't think therapy could have helped this crazy lady. Ship off the old block, but it, but the the fact that the background of him, um her mother being the type of person he wouldn't have wanted to have his child and he wouldn't acknowledge her. I just just added to that uh, psychopath that she became. <laughs> just added to it. So maybe therapy would have helped a little bit. She still would have been an asshole. But maybe she wouldn't have wanted to like kill Dr. Manhattan and shit like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> She'd been a little terrible, but not all right, terrible. right. I want all the power and I want all this so I can prove to my dad that I'm better than him. Right. Yeah. See, you weren't in my life. Look what I can do. I can kill more people than you, bitch. <laughs> I mean, a lot of women they got the same issues. Not to that same not to that same extent, but you know they got daddy issues. Marcus be funny as hell. He be pulling in comparisons. Well, lots of women want to kill the world and kill God. So I'm like, what? Wait, wait. Hold up. Rewind. Rewind. A lot of women like to have pixie haircuts. Like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. So, uh, so then she just kind of, it kind of shuts off. So we don't know really what, uh, what, he tells her, you know, in that moment, but we do see what she ends up becoming um, in modern day in 2019. So then the next uh, scene is actually takes us back to Europa. And as you remember, when we left Vite uh, before, he was in currently doing his year long um, trial with the Phillips and the Crookshanks and the gamekeeper. So I guess he's now he's been in jail for a while and he has this like old cake. Like y'all remember the first episode when they, when Crookshanks and him, um, and Phillips brought him that yellow cake and they're like, he's a jolly good fellow. So this one got this brown ass cake. And I was like, you don't eat that. You will die 
Um, <laughs> it did not look safe. And so as he's sitting there kind of by himself in this jail cell, he sees like the, everything kind of starts shaking. And there's this kind of a spaceship that comes down and like lands right outside of his window. Um, then he picks up this horseshoe. And if we remember the during that first episode, when he asked for a knife to cut the cake, uh, Phillips gave him a horseshoe because he was still learning. So he didn't know quite what a knife was at that time. So he gives him the horseshoe. Um, and then, so he actually has that same horseshoe in his hands. Um, he goes to a hole in the floor and kind of comes out outside. Uh, so he's kind of dug this little tunnel, kind of like Shawshank Redemption type. So he comes out and the gamekeeper is there and gamekeeper's like, you know, we told you, you can't leave. You know, that's the only rule, you know, you can't go nowhere. And he's like, don't make me do it. So he shoots him and the, uh, bite stops the bullet and he's, he ends up being fine. Um, but then uh, the the gamekeeper comes off the horse and then Bite uh, stabs him in the chest with that horseshoe. So I was like, oh, so I guess you did need a horseshoe after all. So I guess what happened was when they kept cook baking the cake, Phillips and Crookshanks, they put the horseshoe in the um, in the cake. And that's what he had to use to kill the game warden. So they, did, they didn't put the knife in there. So he, that he just used whatever he had. And if I'm wrong, please let me know something. That's just what I thought it was. I'm like, I think they kept making it in there. Yeah, I still didn't get the, uh, the I still didn't understand the need for a horseshoe specifically. I, I, or I just didn't get it. But there was supposed to be a knife. That's all I keep thinking. I don't know. I don't know what it's about either. Arrested well, development? <laughs> I, I, just, I was like, well, because they, they kept messing up every time. They never learned. Because they, they're what they're they're creatures that were there to please him, right? To please him and then Dr. Manhattan. Or Dr. Manhattan first and to please him and do whatever he tells them, but he never wanted to tell them to do what he wanted them to do. He wanted them to start thinking for themselves. That's why he looked down on them, because they have no other purpose. So that's my he was like, Well, I gotta use this horseshoe. I know they're gonna cook it in the cake. That's why I kept thinking like that's well, why he had I thought at one in one of the episodes when it was in there he said something about this isn't the right time because i mean mm -hmm. the spaceship wasn't there obviously he was like this is the right time but i just don't still i still don't get the significance of the horseshoe like they could have put any they could put anything in there at that point like why was it a horseshoe why did they choose a horseshoe i don't know marcus was there a horseshoe in the in the comics <laughs> or something oh <laughs> uh, no <laughs> but we don't know i don't know <laughs> Was it anything in the Pedipedias? I don't know. I, I haven't checked. Let me let me check while we're doing this. I'll get back okay. to you. Okay, check Pedipedias files. So uh, he stabs him in the chest uh, with the horseshoe, and he's kind of like started dying. So as the gamekeeper is is kind of dying, he's said his last breath. He's he asked uh, by you know, you know, master, you played a really great game, and he said, but why did you make me wear a mask? And Bites taking the mask off of him, and he says because masks make men cruel. Um, and he was like, I, you know, that's the only thing that's basically been worth it. That's the only thing that's been keeping me sane for the last seven, eight years is trying to make you more cruel as this not person clone person. So I was like, there's a, there's so much talk about masks on this show. It's just so much. I don't even know. It's too much. And then you really pay attention. He was the only, the gamekeeper was the only one with the mask on on Europa. Um, so he was made meaner, I guess, over the years as they playing this crazy fucked up game that Byte has created for them to start thinking for themselves. Um, so then uh, the gamekeeper dies and Byte- uh, well, Hold up, hold up, I'm sorry. I, I, uh -huh. I, I, did, I, want, I 
one dimension where he gave that speech about, and I wanted you to be a worthy adversary or something. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he was like, oh master, was I? Did I end up being a worthy adversary? He was like, nope. <laughs> 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 Asshole. Asshole. asshole to the end this man is dying you could have at least said yes you were like no that shit was funny though i ain't gonna lie like, like when a dude asked you did you come what you say huh wait what <laughs> what, what the wop y'all talking about what you exactly talking? somebody still got wop on the brain okay. always <laughs> okay. Continue, Mel. Continue. Get your get your mind out of Europa. Get together. <laughs> so uh Bite, so as he walks up, he's gonna get on the the spaceship and this little thing, this little like compartment comes down. It looks just like an egg. Again, more egg references. So he gets on and you know, he's kind of walking and it's all the crookshanks and the Phillips that he's left alive uh thus far. So he gets on the spaceship and he starts to take off. And as he goes into outer space, he looks back at Europa at the surface of the moon. And we finally see that the message that he was leaving with the Crookshanks and uh, Phillips body parts said, save me daughter. And that's what Lady True saw when her probe went over. So he, he knew back in, um, in 2008 that she told him, like, this is when my probe is going to happen. And that's what he saw. So... He's a genius. I mean, genius. do you know how much time and dedication it takes to spell out daughter in dead <laughs> bodies? He, he <laughs> had the surface of a moon. Do you know how much, like, shit, he could have been like, what, what was the chick name? What's the real name? Um, <laughs> lady True, anything. He, you know? <laughs> Baby girl, anything shorter. <laughs> you said shit. That's why you just Hey, that's love. That's love. Right Sis, tell me. Well, um, so we finally see that that's on happening right now on uh on Europa, and the little egg. I, I don't know what you call. I'm gonna call it the egg spaceship because that's what it looks like to me. Takes off, and um, so we see that that's happening, and as he. As he gets on the uh, little air aircraft, they say, "Oh, step in this step in this little chamber, and we're going to make sure that you." Uh, it's basically like a pre preservation chamber. So it, it reminded me of um, Star Wars when um, when uh, who was that that was put in the by the Huns, uh, Han Solo, when he was put into prison by the Huns. So he's taken off and he's basically frozen in what we've already seen um, at Lady True Industries, uh, what we thought was a statue, it was him actually being frozen in this like preservation stuff. So it was a hot mess. Uh, so now he's gonna be uh, taken back. We see it in 2019 that we're back at True Industries. Um, his statue, and we remember when Angela and Lori Blake first went to Lady True's um, industries to her offices. Lori made a comment about like, why do you have a statue of Adrian Bight? And he looks so old. And mm -hmm. she's like, oh, well, that's how our culture, you know, we, you know, we honor older people. No, she said he is old. He is old. Yeah, <laughs> he is old. He really was. He was just frozen. He was just frozen solid. So that was kind of funny. Uh, so they roll him in on this dolly and we see Beyond there. And so they start to unfreeze him. 
And as uh, Lady True comes in and she goes to Beyond and she's like, I really need to talk to you about something. And Beyond just looks at her. He said, she said, before he wakes up, uh, before he says something. And then Beyond's like, you know, I know I'm your mother, basically. She's like, yep, I'm your mama. Like, we, we've done the, the test. Like, this is me. This is you. I get it. And that's all Beyond kind of tells her. So Lady True's a little bit, little bit taken back because she didn't know that she knew that she wasn't her daughter, but she's her cloned mother. Um, then once we kind of spray off all the gold stuff off of Adrian Vite, so he's kind of coming back to life and that he's getting some water and Lady True tells him, you know, I need you to, you know, put this clothes on and, you know, get ready because, uh, I'm, you know, I want you to see something that I've achieved. You know, you told me that I would never achieve anything. You know, I want to show you what I did from being nothing. I did it by myself because that's kind of what he told her when he was in the, in the, uh, his frozen lair. He's like, you, you want me to give you money? No, I started from nothing. You need to start from nothing. And that's what she did. So she wants to show him the millennium clock, um, in that, uh, she's going to take Dr. Manhattan's power. So, he starts to understand what's going on all of a sudden, like, oh shit, this is, I know who this girl is, she's my daughter. Oh, I know who this lady is, she's my cloned kind of baby mama, but not who <laughs> so much, <laughs> so much firm. Like, he's just putting all of it together. I'm like, this dude just woke up out of cryostasis. Like, give him a minute. <laughs> right. That's a mess. Y'all want to say anything about that scene? Two. Two sociopaths in the same room together. That's all I can say. Yeah. Two, two narcissistic, narcissistic, narcissistic sociopaths. Well, two or three. I'm just in talking about how Mandy is and his daughter. Yeah. Was was being not in the room too? She wasn't yeah, in there with them. Yeah. You think she's a sociopath too? You gotta be. She <laughs> she was having dreams and nightmares two episodes ago. Feet were hurting, and she she, she was, knows she's the. Mother, daughter? Yes, her mother's child or something. Yeah, that's fucked up. Well, I guess three. So we're going to see in season two what happens to Beyond when it comes back on. So then we uh, take the next step. Um, so we know that now Lady True is, she's starting up this millennium clock. So she's ready to go. She's like in about an hour, everything's about to shake down. I want both my parents there. Get your ass dressed, so let's go. So the square is where the historic site is. And that's where that blue box was that Lori Blake was on. Um, and we know that's where the museum is. Uh, that's the site of the Tulsa massacre that we saw in episode one that we referred to it in all these episodes. So we uh, go to where we still see the old guy. He is at the newsstand get, getting the newspapers ready. And um, Lady True walks up and gets her own paper. And he's like, is that really you? She's like, yeah, it's me, you know, yada, yada. And she's like, oh, you look so cute in your little white, evil, evil white hat and coat because you're probably about to kill. He's not saying you have to kill everybody, but she's about to kill everybody. Um, and then Vite picks up the paper and he's like, damn, Robert Redford is still president. So I'm like, this is, this is, this is bizarre. Then he like, he, he starts to talk to the newsstand guy and he gets his feelings hurt because he was like, you know, do you not recognize me? And the guy's like, oh, you look kind of like, I like that guy, Ozzy Bandias, but you're not him, but you can play him at like a birthday party. I was like, oh my God, this poor guy's ego has to be in the garbage by now. And as he looks up in the air and kind of sees what's going on, he basically um, tells him uh, yeah, that this is, this is the end. Like we're coming to the end. Like everything that, you know, that has happened, he does this quote. Uh, he does say a quote. Um, I think it's by Alexander the Great, if I'm not mistaken. And then he basically tells a guy like this, we're coming to the end. And then you see that the millennium clock has 
released this like glowing orb thing um in that now he's seeing it kind of come over the the historic site so coming to the end what did y'all feel away from port did y'all feel bad for ozymandias because like nobody cares that he thinks alive no well yeah i was just like i was like you get mad ozymandias vite gets mad when people when fans quote unquote want to like come to his lair but then he gets mad when Nobody recognize him or care if he's alive or dead. I'm just like, you can't be made happy. You will never be happy. I'm, I have to say that Ozymandias must be a cancer. And I feel like I can say this because I am a cancer. And that we don't like a lot of attention, but we want the recognition. <laughs> like We don't like attention, but God damn it. If we do something, we want motherfuckers to be like, you know, See, she did such and such and such and such, such. Here's her work. This is what she did. She did all this. So we can be like, oh, thank you. And act, you know, <laughs> modest. And oh, I don't need all that. So he wants the attention, <laughs> but he ain't want it. He ain't want everybody to know. He killed everybody to say the word. But when nobody said it, he like, wait, I saved you, ungrateful bastard. <laughs> I did that. So <laughs> look at me, but don't look at me. Look exactly. at me, but don't stare at me. Exactly. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I don't know enough about cancers. I don't know. If I don't know what that's all about. We need to look up Ozymandias's uh <laughs> When was he born? <laughs> we'll look that up right it's now. It has to be a Pedipedia somewhere. Right. It's not. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. So poor Ozzy, you know, he's basically like, Well, we're all fucked now. Like I have this crazy daughter and a baby mama daughter over here and we're all about to die <laughs> like wrap it up <laughs> this bitch about to kill everybody right. um so then we flash back so we're now we're in modern times we're in modern day That's how the, hold on pause is july right? 2nd is that a cancer july 2nd oh yeah. it is yeah that's a cancer yeah oh my goodness july, is it a cancer? july 2nd 1939 i told you <laughs> where did you find that marcus <laughs> it's like <laughs> um, he's a cancer it's in the details i know my people when i tell you i know my people i know my people <laughs> well dr they manhattan must be a must be a uh a pisces who I, he must be a gemini dr manhattan he's a gemini. <laughs> he yeah a gemini. i said gemini because he's everybody he has way too many faces yeah he just be nah no, he's so aloof. That's why I say he wants to be a Pisces. Oh, yeah. He's a Leo. Dr. Manhattan is a Leo. August 14th. Well, see, we, we're not taking into consideration his personality prior to him getting in the chamber and becoming Dr. Manhattan. So he may, he may, he may have exhibited more Leo qualities before he became God. And then after when he that, was a watchmaker's son. When he was right. A so. <laughs> Lord help. Okay. So while at the same time, um, while at the same time this is going on, we flash over to uh, remember that the Seventh Cavalry is also getting ready with their their port their portal uh, cage that they've been building out of the watch bat the lithium watch batteries. So the Seventh is back at that abandoned store. Um, they remember that they had taken Lori Blake to. So we see them kind of getting their portal portals together, and we see Lori just sitting there with her hands still tied behind her back. And we, big, we find out that Looking Glass is there. So he walks up beside her and basically like, bitch, be easy, be cool. We about to, I'm about to get us both out of here. And then that damn lady said, mirror guy. And I was like, he trying to help you. Can you feel, <laughs> like, can you be nice to him for like, a, what, what is Lori, Lori Blake has to be a Scorpio. 
because <laughs> she is too much of a bitch. Like, is she a Scorpio? Let's is she trying to find that big, that big dildo? Like, I just feel like there's yeah. a lot of things going towards that this, that <laughs> And she's very blunt. She's very blunt. You need to, you need to look that up, Marcus, and let us know. I was like, that's why yeah. they left your ass tied up for most of the <laughs> end of that show. When you ain't need to be tied up. <laughs> Everybody else is walking around free and she's tired, still sitting that damn chair. Like, ain't letting this bitch go. <laughs> right here. Right. So, Looking Glass is trying to be like, you know, be cool. You know, they sent, they came to my house and they actually, he's like, I basically killed all them motherfuckers and I came, I, you know, came here to help and see what was going on. I need to, he said, I forgot something. So he came back, he sees Lori Blake, and he's trying to like make her chill out so he can help her and save both of them. Then all of a sudden, we see Dr. Manhattan be transported from, remember, he was last episode with Angela fighting the Seventh Cavalry at their house. And we saw him kind of just be sucked away. And now he's being transported into inside that lithium cage. And the lithium cage with those watch batteries, when they melt them down and made that cage, it's messing with his power. So he can't really do anything. It's kind of like rendering him basically useless mm -hmm. um, and messing up his mind. So he's kind of in all these different places. He can't really concentrate. He can't use all of his powers to help get everybody out of this situation. So um, uh, Senator King pops out and I'm just like, Oh, I hate this dude. So he's such a good bad guy. I really hate him. Mm -hmm. So then he, you know, basically looks to the group. So we see that a lot of the older people are there. And this is the senior leadership of the Cyclops organization, which we know is, the base of the Seventh Cavalry. So he basically tells, looks at them and it's like, you know, we really come a very long way. You know, Dr. Manhattan, this piece of shit, put Robert Redford, you know, um, who is terrible. He took our guns, you know, he made us say sorry for being white. And I'm just like, if I don't listen to this shit every fucking day on CNN and MSNBC. I was, I was about to say, does Joe King not remind you like uh, Tucker Carlson or Sean Hannity? It's, he he literally is some he would be on Fox News right now. He would have his own Senator King Fox News show right now. Like that's what it is. So he it's was like, like it just hmm. like Blake, I just like Blake, I could not take him seriously in them damn draws. They was the okay. <laughs> he at least had some boxer briefs on, some black boxer briefs or something. <laughs> like, what were those? What are what are those? What? Like, he was just like nice panties. <laughs> oh my like, god. What are you I, doing? Like, that body like some period, them like some period panties. Now somebody should she should have been like, you got some period panties on. They <laughs> <laughs> got some pink on. They got some pink on. They was high cut and everything. I'm like, okay, you yes. got your, <laughs> we got your briefs on. Okay, I got you. I feel you. But he ain't gonna take them them underwears off in front of Doctor Manhattan. That big old dick. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> Already feeling inadequate. Already feeling inadequate. Just feeling bad. He was yep. his body was looking right though. He was looking real. He had been doing some setups and some push-ups and stuff. So uh, he's talking to them, and you know they're getting kind of you know riled up. They're excited about just being racist as you know people. Um, and then he says, "This is how we found out because we were all like, how did that? How did the Seventh Cavalry know that Doctor Manhattan was in Tulsa?" He said on the white, what happened was on the white night, one of the um, members of the 7th Cavalry got, he got teleported to New Mexico. And the New Mexico was this, the same place that he was born and that they knew like, wait a minute, only one person can teleport a person to a whole nother city in another state. And that's how they knew that Dr. Manhattan um, was in human form and that, that they connected him to being, um, to being Cal. 
So they have poor Dr. Manhattan just down on his knees. And then I say, and I, I, I type this out. I said, then it cuts to Angela bringing that smoke. She pulled that. <laughs> right. She came on there, girl. She was like, shoot you, shoot you. <laughs> she was like, I just, she was like, I just tortured your boy and I just broke all of his fingers and, and killed him. So I'm about to kill both of y'all. So she comes and she's shooting the people. She gets in there and she puts her gun down. She was like, y'all have to stop what you're doing. She was like, Lady True knows exactly what you're doing. She's smarter than y'all. She, she knows what you're doing. She's going to come stop all this shit. And she was like, she has been putting way more time and energy into it than you could have ever put into it. Then she looks around and she's like, listen, look at, she basically like, look, dumbasses. Y'all even got her equipment here. She is right. here already. And right. they were like, we stole those. She was like, no, she let you steal those. Like, don't get it fucked up. Lady True is not an idiot, as now we all know. Right. So there's a chamber. So what Senator King, remember like what he said last episode, he wanted to also, like Lady True, take Dr. Manhattan's powers and put him in his, put him in himself so that he can go, you know, do whatever evil white, white supremacist shit he wanted to do. So then he, like an idiot, steps into that chamber and everybody's looking at him like you, I'm, I'm like, please do not do that with them high waisted draws on, like, just don't do it. <laughs> and as soon as he stepped in that chamber, then you see your girl, Lady True, pop on the scene. And she was like, hey, guys, what's going on? It's me, Lady T. Like, that's what I told you. She was <laughs> Tina Marie? <laughs> it's me, your girl. It's me, your girl. <laughs> lady it's your girl, girl lady T. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, Lady T, what? <laughs> what it do? What it do? What's going on, guys? With the tea, with my cute little hat on, she was ready to go. And so, th in this in this part of the scene, I have to real like everybody kind of like I thought that she had been transported to the to the Seventh Cavalry, which Lady True has done is she's used a Millennium Clock glowing ball, I forget the name of it, and she's transported them to the historic site. So you see people throwing up, even looking glasses throwing up like that. Lori's on her back. Everybody's just kind of disheveled. And she's like, hi, welcome to my evil plan, dum-dums. Um, <laughs> and then as you realize, so, she, so what she's done with the Millennium Clock is she's taken that technology, or created the technology to, like Dr. Manhattan can do, she transported all of those people over to the historic site. So now they're all outside with her, with all her craziness, and she just starts taking their guns away <clears throat> with huge magnets. Then Lady True tells Angela she, um, that, you know, your, your grandfather, Will Reeves, gave me Dr. Manhattan in exchange for his justice. So what she then says, she pulls out this, um, uh, this little piece of, well, she, she says to dole out justice on behalf of Will Reeves, because you, as we know, Will Reeves is hooded justice, and he's been fighting Cyclops since he was a police officer um, 40, 50 years ago. So um, as that happens, we forget, she's like, where's Senator King? And she goes over to the portal and this fucking idiot has basically blown himself up. Like he's just- <laughs> A pool of like, blood. Just yeah. a pool of blood. And she's like, that dumb dumb, don't you know that you have to, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, he doesn't know that. He's not a brilliant <laughs> evil scientist like you and your dad, <laughs> and your, evil, your evil mom daughter. <laughs> what are you right. about, lady so she like just kind of like splatters all over everything it was so fucking gross and then lady true pulls out a note from will uh from will reeves basically to read to the cyclops member uh members and then uh judd crawford's wife Jean basically was like she is so bad i ain't gonna lie that that's a bad itch because she was like <laughs> Don't be reading us, Ollie. You won't kill us, kill us. We ain't got time for this reading the letters. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was done. She was, bitch, kill us, but we ain't got time for all this. 
All right. So, Lady True, her cute hat was like, okay, then I'll just kill you all. And then she just evaporates them. I don't know what she just, I don't know what she does, but she literally just evaporates all these people. Yeah. They're gone. Yeah. They're gone. Um, and while that's happening, all this stuff is happening. Dr. Manhattan, remember, he's still in that cage because she's transported him as well. So then we see him touch Senator King's bloody remains. I'm still calling remains. His bloody remains. And when he touches it, he then transports uh, Vite, Lori Blake, and Looking Glass to Vite's frozen lair. So he sends them out of there to save the day. And then that's kind of where all that drama happens. So what did y'all think about that scene? I thought it was, I thought it was a good mix of like comedy and action and dead bodies and stuff like that. <laughs> uh yeah i i i liked all of that it was it was a lot of uh exposition from king mm-hmm. uh, i was like shit you just spilled a bag and everything in the like like in 15 seconds it felt like just the whole storyline yeah, yeah uh, that's how i felt about this episode actually like yeah. the other episodes kind of built up to something and this it was like well we're just gonna tell you everything because we only we got to get it all in this right. So it felt like you know what we got nine episodes. We ain't get out everything else in. We got to get it all in right here. So King, take it away. Well, this happened. This happened. And this happened. And that it's like shit. Slow down, Penny boy. Slow down. No. I mean, I'm sure y'all love the scene for the dick, but nah, I love the anytime white supremacists get killed. I'm a, I love it. I was just like, I wanted to see their heads explode. And they just like they were just like nothingness. I was like, I want to see them explode and like you want to see them suffer no well Kyle I said that's what happens you just go to nothing so yeah maybe that's what happened <laughs> they, they are definitely nothing as of right now because <laughs> it's gone um so yeah i i feel like i didn't mind it as much because we got so many other good episodes like uh, a guy walks into a bar and how beautiful that was so I didn't mind like having to squeeze it. I was like, that it was so gorgeous and so lovely. I was like, yeah, you can squeeze all this in. Just King can do it. Okay, so y'all were asking like, so what? Like, what y'all wanted another episode of what? I, I mean, kind of fast. I don't know that it had to be another episode. Maybe they could have added like 20, 30 minutes to this one. It it just felt it felt like what it was. And we're squeezing all of this in because we have to, and and it was like obvious, but it 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 was what it was because you know it's like okay we're gonna get this long speech to tell the whole back story, okay well we gotta finish the show, yeah, <laughs> it is what it is, right? It is what it is. Twelve thousand dead. It is what it is. All right. <laughs> uh, so we then cut over to uh, the uh, his Vite uh, frozen lair where we see the tubes of baby squid and this is the first time that poor looking glass uh, Wade is like oh shit you know this poor man has been traumatized by these squids his whole life so he's like looking at them now um, and so uh, they kind of they're like we need to figure out a plan like let's get this going um, so that you see them then it cuts back to the historic site and basically it's, this is now the end end so Angela she's like I'm not leaving you know she won't leave Cal um, in the cage but he knows that they're kind of coming to the to the to the very very end because he lived all these moments and he's well, kind of hold up, hold up. well time out when she said why didn't you transport me because she asked him and he was like because I don't want to be alone when I die I was like oh yeah <laughs> she was so sad this, you know yeah yeah, that hit me like, It's like a scene out of Ghost. 
So she, yeah, he didn't want to, he didn't want to uh, die alone. So Angela is kind of look at him. You kind of see his eyes moving and she's like, what's going on right now? Where are you? And he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm living every moment with you. And I was like, that's what hit me in the wall. I was about to say that hit you in the wall right there. That hit me definitely in the I was like, oh, that's so sad. Um, so then the, the end, go, you know, Lady True activates um, her, that gold, that glowing ball thing. And he, you know, he's dead for real now. Um, and then you just see Angela get blown back. And you just, it was such a cool scene because I'm like, that wasn't a stunt double. That was this woman doing this actual stunt when she like is going back in slow motion and she like hits her back on that wall. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. But that was nice. How many it was, times has she gotten blown back? She gotta have some back issues, some whiplash. On top this, of that back blown out. <laughs> she gotta have some <laughs> back issues. Well, I mean, she's a superhero. She probably like can regenerate and stuff like that. But not like, in real life though, yet. She's not a superhero. She's still human. Well, I feel like with because of her grandfather, like he clearly is not just a human. Like he has crazy strength. So I feel like she probably has some of his like strength, like too. That's how I feel. Yeah, she don't have that June strength. She don't have that heart attack. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Damn, that back has got to hurt. That, that oh was strength at all. She had a heart attack and died. <laughs> Yikes! No, when uh, she was getting blown back though, I was gonna say that uh, it just reminded me that they casted her, the little girl from uh. Is this is us? This is us. Uh huh. That they did a good job casting because they they kind of when they like zoomed in on her face, it kind of looked like that could have been her as a little girl. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Anyway, down to their freckles. I'm like, they both have freckles. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. like, they. It was a good job. Like this show did not miss a fucking beat. That I'll definitely tell you. Yeah. Um. So then we cut from uh from that from now we see that Doctor Manhattan, Cal, John Osterman has officially died uh in in our current where we are right now in, on the the time is a flat circle situation so they go back to uh bites frozen layer and bite basically they have to come up with a game plan like oh god what do we have to do he transported us here to save the day so bite says you know what we're going to do is drop the temperature and we're going to send the squid to tulsa basically making them like hail but like little missiles basically so the imagine like all these little baby squids that are frozen being uh, now being um, thrown onto the people of Tulsa. Not like they were, they were just kind of like uh, rainwater and they would dissolve. So Byte says um, that uh, <laughs> he was like, Lady True um, is a raging narcissist. And then he's like, yeah, like me. So <laughs> she was, yeah, he's like, yeah. And then he has another thing where he says, you know, anybody that would want to become a God should not become a God. Like that, right. if you want that for yourself, then you should never be that thing. Because right. that's you're gonna end the world basically, and I was like, hmm, it makes sense. That's why I kind of think um, John was the perfect person to end up being Doctor Manhattan because, like, we feel like he was very distant. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of like if you know that we are that life, I guess, carries on energy or carries on, or we're nothing and none of this matters anyway. You're gonna be aloof, but if you if yeah. you actually actively seek that out. You just want power, period. So that's a very good point that he was making. And you can't, no one can save mankind from, from themselves. And that's what their main problem is. Like, you cannot save people from people. It, 
that's not how that's not how the book was written we flipped to the end that's not how the book was written i'm sorry it's not gonna happen yeah. no that was kind of dark sorry guys um <laughs> so uh they get the game plan going so back at the historic site uh the phone booth starts to uh to ring um and that's remember that's one of the blue phone booths that's the one that Lori blake was in when she was leaving her terrible long joke story thing uh to dr manhattan um and we know that lady true owns these uh booths as well so it starts to ring she picks it up and it's Lori on the phone and she's like everybody take cover you know you got to get out of the way to get take cover because bad things are about to happen so angela basically looks at beyond beyond is in there and she just kind of stays in the booth but angela runs out she picks up this thing and covers her her head and she was like "Bitch, i'm about to run like she gotta go so these squid start just coming from the sky raining down on the sky and they start to destroy everything they even go straight through lady true's hand um as she was trying to make herself into dr manhattan uh, it goes straight through her hand, and then you just see her machine uh, blow up. Everything just kind of comes to a very, a very abrupt end, um, because those little things are basically like thinking like a, a meteor shower coming down on everything and destroying everything. So then Angela runs um, into the movie theater uh, where she sees Will Reeves, her grandpa, and her three kids who are asleep on the stage. So what y'all think about that scene? Um, I think I think I would have liked to see lady true become god for just like two seconds before she died i just wanted to see what it would have been like and what she what she would have had to say uh but didn't see it so i was okay with not seeing it i was okay with that i i wish that i don't know and maybe we'll get to it i that grandpa joe was his name grandpa will was there with the kids Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're gonna get yeah. to that. Uh, I I just refuse to believe that Angela could have ran through that storm and lived. She had something over her head. I don't think I was. That shouldn't have been enough. But hey, it's to get TV. Well, it depends on what it was. Yeah, because it, it was like a, a it thick. Like it was, yeah, mm -hmm. one of the heavy duty like you. All I could think of is like stuff that um, is on set that you carry equipment in, like heavy equipment on set. That's what it kind of looked like. Mm -hmm. um, so it was kind of like heavy, du heavy duty military grade, maybe almost. I don't know. But I was like, good, get, up, get in there, run, run your heart out. And then I'm like, she left beyond ass in that thing. I was too like, bye. <laughs> 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 she took off. She yeah. like, I told you to run. We got to get out of here. So Angela goes into the theater and she sees her grandpa and her kids are okay. Um, then she basically turns around, Will turns around and she sits down next to, her, next to him and she says, you know, Dr. or basically Cal is dead and Lady True's dead. Um, so he was like, oh, okay. You know, he knew that everything that he was doing was leading up to that, that happening. So she confirmed it. Um, then he says, you know, this was the same theater that uh he was that we remember back from the first episode where his family took him from um during the tulsa massacre massacre so he was like this was a movie house that i was in so they just you know now it's a theater so that was kind of that interesting like that fun like full circle that they know how to do so well in this in this story i, I the only thing that i wish that would have been added to that was like a, like a little like his mom playing the piano or whoever that lady was playing the piano i think that's all i would have wished for that like just in like a black and white somewhere. I thought that would have been hot. Even though I, if I would have direct that's how I would have done it. But I, I think it was, it was in there. I didn't see it in there. 
I thought they did like a little flashback. He said, my mom used to play the piano over there. I didn't see her. I heard that, but I didn't see it. It may just been, I was trying to type at the same time. Okay. I was like, that's what I would have really, you know, really would have liked to see. So he, they're in the same theater. He has been in this theater, you know, as we know now, twice, very traumatic times. Um, then he says when he was, uh, you know, that he, that she knew that he was hooded justice because she confirmed that she took all of his, you know, uh, nostalgia, his memory pills. Um, and that he said, you know, I didn't put the mask on because I was brave. He said, I put the mask on because of fear and hate. He was like, you can't, you know, you can't heal through a mask because wounds can't, you know, can't heal without air. And I was like, damn, that shit is true. That is damn, that very was- that was deep. That was deep. That was really deep. I was like, you Reeves. I hear you, Dr. Reeves. Okay. 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 Um, and then he lets her know that, you know, Cal told him that this was how it had to be. You know, this is what had to happen. This is how he had to die. He said, because, you know, no matter what, you would have always tried to save him. So he was like, this was the only way that he could have worked out on um, how to make sure that he did die. And that we remember in 2009, uh, Dr. Manhattan, uh, Dr. Manhattan, before he became Cal, the official Cal, he went and talked to Will Reeves um, at, his, at his house. And this was a part of the things that, that we didn't see on film, but he had told Will, like, what we have to do so that I can actually die and you have to help me. Um, and then Cal told him, you know, you can't make, and he says, you know, Cal also said, you know, to tell you, you know, you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. And she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, she cried, she had emotions, you right. know, she just, live trying to live and she was like what does that even mean and he said well he said that you'll understand when the time is right and then Angela said well would you like to come home you know with us and stay with me and the kids for a few days and he was like for a few days she's like yeah just a few days like two basically <laughs> two two to three times right. um so then uh they leave and go out of the theater um so did y'all have anything to say about that, that was just a really good scene it was a beautiful scene I thought very well done yeah yeah it was that scene where I realized that, um, you know what, I like this finale better than I thought. Like, the first time I saw it, it was cool. The first two times I saw it, it was cool because I needed a second watch to try to understand. But now, you know, I got a better understanding. I was like, you know what, I kind of like this finale more than I originally thought I did. Yeah, me too. I was like, she just said, you want to come for a few days? I'm like, so what, after a few days, is she going to ship him back off to Harlem by himself? I was like, okay. <laughs> Isn't he technically still a suspect in the chief's murder? <laughs> like, right. Is he, he is still a murder suspect. <laughs> right. Technically, <laughs> yeah. But who's going to prosecute him? No. But Lori Blake knows Lori Blake. who he is. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And, and Blake seems to be the type that is strictly by the book. She don't give a fuck if he saved lives or didn't save lives. This, this Negro must go to prison. <laughs> so, hey, <laughs> about that law. Right. Right. So, I don't know. Or and she may have been saying like, you know, yeah, you can stay here for a couple of days, and I have to hide, you know, hide you. That could have been it. Like, we gonna have to hide you after this. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was super. It was it was a very. I did the same thing. Like after I watched it for like the four. I think I watched it four times now, and it just every time it gets better because you pick up more things that yeah. have happened in that scene. Yeah, <laughs> I just know baby blanket. Um, you know, baby blanket already had a hard role to toe. <laughs> this this right here, I was like, dang. <laughs> he done been transporting. He done been put in the movie yeah. theater. Your you daddy, know, both really your daddies died. Your your fake uncle dead. Your fake auntie dead. Your your mama, you find now she is a, a vigilante. I said he baby blanket. 
it's a lot. You end up like Lady True. Yeah, okay. so maybe. Uh, we said he need to go to therapy. Yeah. Um, and my thing is like how like how strong of a person do you have to be to have like and we know this is a TV show or whatever in a comic book, but like to live all of this like your husband's died. Even though he told you I got 10 good years, right? But you thought you could save him. You done went through some frozen squid. You done had the, you saw this, what, this white man get turned to gush. Like, uh, it was just, it was just so much. I was like, and then she was like, well, guys, we gotta go. <laughs> Let's go home. I've been there for I'd have put myself in that blue booth and just been in that blue booth. I'd be like, y'all, I'm just gonna live right here in this booth. Well, I would have turned that, that, I would have turned that crown apple up when I got home. Like, <laughs> I I, I wanted to walk up to it at that point and ask him, was the 10 years a good bit worth it? Yes. Yes. Think <laughs> <laughs> the answer. Next question. Did you yeah, see I was like, what all she was trying to do to save that goodness? <laughs> so yeah. clearly it was worth it. Next question. You the one bringing up WAP all night. Is 10 years a good WAP worth it? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Case closed okay closed and nice so while all this is going on we still remember that uh the other crew is at bite's frozen lair so bite walks up and he's you know basically we saved the day and he walks (laughs) in and you know he has uh i call it the owl plane but it's they call it the airship so he has one of those in his uh in his i guess factory or whatever and he was like you guys can use that to go home and he was like see ya peace bye it's been nice saving the world with you they were like uh you're about to be arrested fool like you straight up did all this stuff wrong and then then they were like he was like are you gonna arrest the the fbi gonna arrest the president of the united states they were like yeah i was like nick i wish they would right now today okay yes please (laughs) Okay. Please, Lori Blake, come to a, come to Washington D.C. today, Lori Blake, and arrest our president. Please. I mean, so, he, was, he was up there like, "All right, guys, we saved everybody. What are we gonna do next?" And he was like, "Uh, bitch, you going to jail? <laughs> 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 that's, that's what we doing next. I don't know what you thought." The miracle, the looking glass pulled up that tape. He was like, "And I've been watching this tape for fifteen years." Too. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> "Got your ass. Got your ass." But that's why I was like, uh, you're supposed to be the smartest man to ever live. And your ass has gotten duped twice in major ways. Like It's the hubris. It's being hubris. Yeah, your pride. He's mm-hmm. been the joke. Not only was his storyline the comedic relief, he was the joke. Like He was the joke all throughout. Throughout this movie and in, in, uh, not movie, this series. And then when how he ended up there on true. Europa and very true. Yeah. Now he's going to prison. <laughs> it's like, you can't be that smart. <laughs> so he's just all hubris, man. Terrible. Right. Uh, so then Angela, you know, they gather the kids up and they're headed home. So she walks them through the square and they're just seeing like beyond just kind of like, she just, she didn't probably gone into shock. Cause she done. It's mm-hmm. really, she really an old lady. That's really. She crazy. took her home with her too. It was just an orphanage. Yeah. <laughs> everything's destroyed we see that everything that they had done was destroyed the um lady true was squished under her millennium ball or whatever you want to call that thing um then angela goes to her bakery because you know it's right there off of the square and she goes in and her and the kids and baby blanket like looks up he, he was like dude this does not sound right because they go straight through the bakery ain't no bakery goods there and then she goes <laughs> to her we remember that like her front so her car is in there her her outfit for sister nights in there and he's just like looking i was like yeah this is gonna be season two right here it's gonna be baby blanket 
Watchmen. Next it's going to be baby blanket in juvenile rehab because <laughs> this boy would have turned to all kinds of substances to cope with what's going on. So it's going to be in euphoria. Exactly. It's going to be in and, and Jews. friends from ruin jewels in them. Yes. <laughs> the spin-off. You know, oh God! Please don't put Baby Blanket in the, in the uh, euphoria. <laughs> oh my God! So uh, Angela drives her family home, um, and then they put the kids to bed. And she, and then I was like, "You done saved the world! You done seen your husband die! You done did all this! You done got blown up! You got hit by these baby squids! You got to clean up the fucking kitchen!" So then she could be like, "Well, I'm gonna clean the kitchen up." So she goes downstairs. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I really don't do my, enough of my day if this lady doing all these things in one day. Like, she's, she's so productive, but I'm so right. not productive. So she uh, goes down, and I remember uh, last episode, she got really angry with Kyle because he was being Dr. Manhattan, and she throws the, um, he says, mind the eggs, because he was making waffles, and she throws the egg carton down and, like, squishes all the eggs on the floor. So, um Will said as Cal, uh, so then we have Will come downstairs and he's like, Ooh, this, this is like a lot of stuff to clean up. He doesn't offer to help, you know, really. He's like, good luck. Ooh, ooh, I Thank feel me. sorry for you. Like, listen, go get one of my memory pills and go get to bed. <laughs> he says, you know, Cal was a really good man. He said, but, you know, he could have done more as document had. Like, he didn't do enough to help people. He didn't do enough to make a difference. Like, he could have done more. And she kind of, you know, you know, like she acknowledges that. Um, and as she starts to clean up the eggs, uh, she opens up the container and there's one egg left in the container that was not broken. And then she just starts remembering the conversation from our favorite episode of God Walks Into a Bar about, you know, if, how could he pass his powers along? And he says, I could potentially put him in this egg. And then if you ate it, then you could walk on water. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you could do that. You know, so she, she gets the right idea. So she's like, let me put this two and two together. I'm really thinking I've had a very traumatic day. <laughs> so she gets the egg, she walks out to the pool and she cracks it and eats it. And she, you know, pulls up her legs on, uh, pulls up the legs of her workout clothes and she starts to put her foot on the water and then fade to black. That's going to say in the previous episode when he was walking on water, and the kids were screaming, like, who is this blue man walking on water? She was kind of like, why are you out here? And he was like, it's important that you see this you see for later. This. Yeah. Yep. I was like, oh. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was good. It was almost, it was almost erotic. <laughs> what was the walking on water? <laughs> it's a metaphor. The, the ingesting him and him being a part it's of her, oh. all of that. Did you just say like, watermelon? She swallowed the seed. Is yeah. that what you just said? Okay. We're going to call this episode WAP and just it all. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> all a very WAPy episode. A very WAPy episode. <laughs> so funny. But yeah, uh, it was, I thought, a very, very, very good episode. Yeah. Listen, yeah. It was just a good, a good ending, a good. Just good. I'm happy that we did the rewatch to watch everything again and like really pay attention to all of the clues and all of the stuff that led up to it. It like that again, they didn't waste one ounce of film. They didn't waste one second in the writer's room. They every single thing they did had purpose. I think that that was just brilliant. Yeah. I, I hate that we ain't gonna get a season two. So in season two, when we see Dave <laughs> Blanket. <laughs> 
That right. is going to happen. Season two is going to happen. Yeah. I, upon this uh, rewatching of the finale, I, you know, I wouldn't be mad if they, I just want them to do it right. You know, if they, if they have the right people on board. Yeah. You know. I just feel like it's going to have to be, I feel like it's once they get somebody that's, that has the vision and the openness of Lindelof, then they'll move forward. But you have to have those right people. You know? I mean, he built, was, he's already built the writer's room. Yeah. Look, what would key. Sister Knight be fighting for? I mean, you don't want another season of her fighting racism. Or do you? Like, what is she fighting? What are they fighting in the next season? We gotta, we gotta read the, the comic book and see what they be doing in the comic books. They got all the comics. Like, they, they got enough material. But this wasn't even in the comic books. Oh, good. We got a whole bunch of material. We got everything. This up. I mean, oh, perfect. She could be. She could be fighting Osmandius again in the same way that they that uh Osmandius and Doctor Manhattan had that frenemy back and forth relationship in the past. Um, because he seems to be feeling some kind of way about not being acknowledged about shit and going to prison. He'll come out even even more hateful. Because <laughs> his ass going to prison. He going to jail on right. this day. You going to jail <laughs> on this day. <laughs> I don't know. I want to see season two, whatever it is, I'm gonna watch as long as she's in it, I'm watching it. Right. I'm down. I mean, because the seventh cavalry hasn't gone anywhere. A lot of their leadership is dead, but you know. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. White white supremacy that, that that's that's hard to weed out. Right. Yeah. It's it's like a hydra. Oh yeah, Hydra. So we see. We gonna see. So next we are doing Lovecraft Country. Yay. I have <laughs> no idea. I mean, I know it's based on some books, and I know the writer is racist or has made racial statements or something in the past. I know that much. So I'm very interested in seeing what Jordan Peele and his all black cast do with it. But uh just from the trailer, I have no idea what the fuck this shit is about. But the trailers people, look lit. Yeah. The trailers look lit. People are, drop, people are dropping a podcast about it already, like pre-podcast. But I'm like, I don't want to listen to anything. I know about uh, Lovecraft just because I'm a fan of sci-fi. He was the creator of modern day sci-fi. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't want, I want to go into it just, I won't even watch the, tra- the trailer right now. I'm just like, I just want to go into it just, what is this about? Let's do this. I'm right. excited. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's talking because about it. Because that cat, like the cast is phenomenal and exceptional. And what? you got Jordan Peele, J.J. Abrams, and Misha Green who did Underground. Like Courtney P. Vance is in it. Yes. Michael, Michael K. Williams. Um, uh, Omar Cumming. What's his name? <laughs> He's going to always be Omar Cumming. Jesse Smollett's sister. Uh, yeah. Yep. Journey. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I just, she just will always be, uh, when you she will always right. be to me to the day she dies. She will always be, when I know the girl, she have been in so many things. I know. Ease by you will always stick with me. When you said that, all I could think about was you were like, just a small, you know, the boy, the boy that accused the boys from Africa. <laughs> <laughs> <It's so stupid>. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, Terrible. No, she, I, likes, I, she likes playing and like stuff like that on HBO too because she was in True Blood the last however many seasons, two seasons. Yeah, she was in True Blood and she was in um she was in um what did you say the other show was 
the underground underground yeah yeah so i'm excited well thank you guys for doing a rewatch with us of this amazing amazing beautiful show watchmen that's so um that just really gave us black representation that was so on point with what's happening right now today in 2020 uh it was just beautiful so thank you for taking that journey with us and we will now say goodbye until next time bye 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 Come back to Lovecraft. I'm, sh- I'm sure there are things. In I mean, after Lovecraft, we should be what close to the election, no? How many episodes is Lovecraft? Then we're gonna be reviewing the final season of America, <laughs> oh. <laughs> which is which is God, destined damn. to be which is destined to be, you know, a fiery ending. <laughs> um, I just felt despair. And worthy of review. Somebody need to be documenting this shit. No. <laughs> no, damn. She said we're gonna be reviewing. <laughs>